Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. If you deliver for Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, or any of those others, this podcast is for you. They said you have to be an independent contractor, which makes you a business owner. We are here to help you think like one and claim your rights and your opportunities. Okay, Courier Nation, we have got a treat for this week's episode. Now, if you've been listening much so far, it's all been me, and that probably gets old after a while. So there are a lot of other people out there that also have some great experience and expertise, and I'm excited to introduce one of them today. We have Gig Coach Jake as our first ever guest on the Deliver On Your Business podcast. Now, I've personally learned a lot from Jake from his YouTube videos. Um, I think Jake has some of the most, if not the most practical videos out there with a lot of specific examples on things about maximizing your profits, about things that you can do well. So Jake, I welcome you to the uh, podcast and it's exciting to have you on the show. Ron, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure uh, to be on and thank you for all the kind words. You know, you know, you've, uh, like I said, you know, a lot of the stuff that I never knew about, especially DoorDash and Postmates and some of those things, the tricks that you've helped, you've done have helped me a lot. So that's why I think it's good for people to know about resources that are out there. Jake, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into all of this, you know, the gig economy and how you got started providing advice to drivers, different things like that? Yeah, I won't get into a lot of background detail about myself. What I will tell you all is how I really got into gig work and how that transformed into gig coaching slash consulting. Like many of you, about almost three years ago, I got into this looking for extra source of income. I was working in the fitness industry, working at a gym as a, a trainer coach, which also allowed me the experience that helped me transition to this and the natural passion to help people. So three years ago, almost three years, I got into it as a side gig. I started as a Lyft driver want to make extra money in pursuit of my dream to open up a gym. Really saw the potential pretty quick what I could make with that and seeing that there was very little ceiling compared to working as an employee or working. I was actually an independent contractor in the fitness industry, but still you had some type of ceiling. I love that. And then the freedom of flexibility to still work on things on the side and to work as many hours as I needed to, to hit whatever goals, whether it's daily, weekly, it allowed me the chance to break free from working from other people and then really pursue that dream even further, which little I know, you know, life happens and it, it led me in a totally different direction, which I'm, I'm very thankful and grateful for. About three months in or so, I really got a lot of people that were reaching out to me. There's the Facebook groups and I just have a natural ability to, to help and, and, and guide and give my information and share things. That led into me naturally just helping a lot of local drivers. The numbers I was putting up, the things I were doing were not normal. And what I was doing was not the normal. And I was just kind of doing things differently than a lot of people, basically because I was doing the opposite of the masses. In turn. Going against the grain a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my natural, you know, people that know me really well, that's just my natural way of going about things. It's, it's kind of, it's got me a lot of trouble at times, but that then led to people saying that I need to charge for that service. Well, I didn't want to charge a lot, but the information I was sharing, you couldn't share with too many people because 
then it wouldn't be valuable, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone that's done ride share knows if you're sharing certain secrets, if you've shared, if I were to go on YouTube, like I do now and share that with the masses in a local setting, I wouldn't have been able to make any money like I was. And a lot of other people, I would have screwed them in, this, in the, the process as well. What I did is I kind of found a way where it was a low barrier cost. The value that they got on the return on the investment was huge. They were able to make more money than they would have, not only that day, that week, but as long as they stayed in the industry. That group grew fast. And I had a group of over 40 drivers, a network group that I had a monthly group. And, and again, things I'm going to great detail on that I have on my website, gigcoachjake.com. But it just blew up. And it really, I was limited to local and I was really being attacked by a lot of the old school drivers because I was teaching new drivers how to make more money, sharing tricks and tips that they, you know, years, things that I actually learned on my own. Some were shared with me, but the majority of things I learned on my own by trying, I like to test and, and try different theories and, and collect data and say, okay, that didn't work. That sucked. And that was really good. That then led into the ride share school of success, which eventually evolved into get coach day consulting because I was blowing the whistle on Lyft and rideshare and what they were doing. We all know that rideshare went to crap pretty quick. I was exposing them with my data and proof all over Facebook and as much as I could. They used to bring me in for help and then they retaliate. Essentially they got me deactivated. I won't go to great detail on that. And I moved on to food delivery. I then got into that and I applied the same principles and eventually it led to a YouTube channel. I was trying to figure out how I could branch out nationwide and I wanted to do this even before I was done with Lyft. The YouTube channel was the perfect way and again, it was a way for me to provide free content and a way to help people without really disrupting everything and really put out a lot of basic stuff that I learned. Again, basic principles that I learned that I taught, taught my clients. And then I basically teach people without telling them what the principles are, but within that's created a lot of success nationwide. I mean, even globally to where people are actually thinking about what they're doing. They're working smarter and are making better choices, which now is actually having a trickle effect on some of these companies that have been exploiting drivers and gig workers for years. You know, and you talked about some of the people kind of giving you uh, some pushback, and uh, that's something that I see in in the communities out there. There's kind of that crab in a bucket mentality. If you've ever heard of this deal with uh, when you got crabs in a bucket and one tries to get out and all the others reach up and try and pull it down, right. and uh, I think that's kind of what happens a lot with uh, with a lot of people out there. They just want to kind of be stuck in their ways, and if anybody wants to start giving good ideas on how to actually take control of your own career. They want to kind of reach up and drag you back down or something like that. But uh, you've got, so you've got a couple of uh, uh, platforms that, uh, uh, and I'll put some, uh, I'll put links in the show notes to your about me page so they can go into more detail about that. Uh, and you've got your YouTube channel and uh, your website and uh, you want to tell any more about any of those and, and maybe about your community that you've launched as well. Yeah, I'd love to. Before, I'd really love to touch on what you just said uh, about that crab bucket. I mean, it's a great, my perception from the beginning was just being attacked, right? In the defense mode, why are these people, they're idiots, they just don't, you know, they don't understand. And over time, and even until recently, I realized 
it's just psychological, right? We're all programmed. We're used to being an employee mindset. We're used to chasing certain numbers and being right, showing up on work on time and doing a good job. So when you see other people that you feel like are work for the same company, again, back to that employee mindset, they're like, oh, you're doing a crappy job. You're rejecting your acceptance rating is 10%. What they don't understand is we're independent contractors. We're using our cars. We pay extra more in taxes and I can go on that lead to those decisions. So it's just that mindset and they haven't, and that's what I'm really trying to do is help shift that perception and open up people's minds so that they just need to be thinking differently in this line of work. You're not an employee. You really can succeed if you get out of that employee mindset. And it was tough for me because I became very reactive because of it. Again, I was on the defense, felt like I was being attacked. When I really think about it, I realized it's like, no, they're just, it's psychological. It's just the way we're programmed and wired. And for years, and now this gig economy thing is just totally new. And people get into it and they're still, we're still in that employee mindset. And then with people like you and I, we can help shift that to where people now think about being a business owner, being their own boss. Yeah. And that will make a huge impact because gig economy work is not going anywhere. It is here to stay. And when the market collapses, not a matter of if, when gig work is going to be even more important and making better choices is going to separate those succeed and, and fail and fall on their face. Yeah. And I mean, what you're doing is absolutely necessary. You know, just the fact that, uh, you know, these companies, they sign everybody up as independent contractors. They make sure that everybody knows that they're independent contractors, but they don't go into detail about what that means. And I think there's a reason behind that, because if they don't go into detail about what that means, then they can still get everybody to think like an employee. And uh, they give you a lot of rights when they make you a business owner that most people don't know about. So it's people like you that, you know, when you're spreading that word, you're helping people understand that kind of thing. You've got a, uh, a new platform that you're getting ready to launch. If you want to tell me a little bit about that. I just started a Patreon group. I got okay. off of Facebook and get back to getting away from all the negative pulling back and getting ready to launch my podcast. Yeah, tell us about to, that. To the YouTube channel. The podcast is going to be titled, you know, Be Your Own Boss. That's going to be the premise. Just like the things that you're teaching and why we're talking today, today is we align. Everything that we're doing, our visions and our why, they align with each other. That podcast is going to be focused on gig economy work and strategies on how to succeed and continuing to tell people what there's, it's always changing. Right, gig economies are constantly changing. They're always changing the rules of the game so they can keep leverage on us. Well, I'm constantly keeping people aware of what those changes are, why they're doing it, potentially why, and then sharing all the data and evidence that I've collected and giving advice and strategies on what people can do and different choices and options, and then let them go from there. Okay, sounds good. Um, and you know what? I don't think I'll let you get that much yet into your Patreon community, which is kind of a uh, uh, a um, way that you can kind of tie in, you know, between your podcast, some of the things that you're doing, but that you can go a little bit deeper with people as well. So maybe tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that. Yes. One of my favorite things about what I do and why I got in the fitness industry and why I was, that lit me on fire is the relationship building, the connections with people and the impact that I'm able to make. I'm able to do that. It was, it was funny how I was able to fill that void when I got into gig work full time. It was working night and day, you know, doing lift driving. So eventually, was helping people and coaching them and helping them be successful. When I got away from fitness, it kind of sucked. 
the community aspect was, was something very close to my heart. I built up a community, like I said, of over 40 drivers locally that were networking together. The, the things that they did with each other aside from the group, the opportunities that provided, people went and got different jobs. And I always preached and talked about what is your exit plan? What is This should be temporary. What are you doing? Why are you using, you know, this shouldn't be a, a full time because at that point, rideshare was on the downslope and uh, the, the riding was in the sand. Now look, it was 60 cents a mile. And even just what a few days ago, Lyft announced another pay cut. It's crazy. Yeah. And this is almost two years ago. I was telling these people, what is your exit plan? You can see what's going on. This is getting, and you need, you need to make better choices. And then we started looking at like food delivery. What are some other things? Cause I always talked about profitability and it's like, if you're making less than a certain dollar per mile, we need to start making some different choices and looking at their other avenues. Well, that community essentially got crushed when I stopped driving for Lyft and I stopped coaching and consulting people because I wasn't collecting data. I wasn't really immersed in it. And that was tough for me. What was really good about it all is because I was so immersed and so involved in what we were doing and sharing with that with everyone. I wanted to be able to provide that community nationwide like what i did there i was able to do that branched off of my youtube channel into facebook there's all these facebook groups out there and they've been great tools and resources for a lot of us there's a lot of bad information in there but there's a lot of great information yeah. and i've met a lot of amazing people on there uh, like yourself for example yeah, but with facebook comes its problems and toxicity and the problem with social media is it exposes us for who we really are. We want to blame social media, but no, social media basically exposes us humans for who we are. It, it sucks. I got, I'm getting away from Facebook and I got away from it. I created that group and there's some of the drama ensued and I can, I can ignore the trolls and, and all that. What bothers me is when it's affecting my community and the people that have trusted in me in a space, they come in here for a positive community help, and, and this, this stuff goes on. But it was a huge time sucker. And it was taken away from me being able to put out more content for the masses. So here you have these people that are on Facebook, social media, which is, I don't know what percentage of my YouTube following of over 6,000. I'll say maybe 75%. And that's even you know generous and high. So what about the other 25%? That, that really sucks when they're not getting all that content. I was used to, I was like, okay, this is such a time sucker. I have to get away from it. And then the, the negativity part. Yeah, I was looking at other avenues. Unfortunately, I had to go to where there is a charge. It's it's the Patreon's five dollars a month, and then when you first sign up, five dollar instant access. If it's it's charged on the month, first of the month, and that's people's way of getting in there and getting access to ad free content. All my content that's on YouTube and a bonus content is in that group, as well as a discourse community. That's a place where we come together. We share ideas. We collaborate. We talk on different topics, just like you would on Facebook, without all the drama and the negativity and the crap that, like you're talking about, the crabs pulling each other down. Yep. Really yep. getting away with that. My goal is always the positive part. Yes, we're surrounded by negativity and there's a lot of bad things going on. That's why you need to be aware of it. And I'm always making people aware, but we need to figure out what is our solution? What are we doing to move? Like, it makes no sense to dwell on all the negative and all the crap that surrounds us. Be aware find solutions and then start acting on them. Yeah. And that's what I provide with my channel. And then with this podcast. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's like a 
cup of coffee or something like that for for that kind of a resource. It's something to really think about. And and uh, Courier Nation, I'm going to have a link also in the show notes for the community. And that's something I really encourage you to check that out as well. You know, I remember my first interaction with you. I you know, I don't remember what the topic was. I think we both commented on somebody's comment on a Facebook group, in a Facebook group. And I think we had some kind of disagreement going for a little bit and we were back and forth. But then it was kind of like after a bit, it was like starting to realize that, oh, hey, you know what? This guy's one of the good guys. Because you can uh-huh. tell that you were passionate about just people taking control and not being employees and, and being their own boss in this economy. And that's where I think really we, it, it kind of started to realize that, oh, you know what, we've got, we've got some pretty common approaches to things. You know, at the end of each of my episodes, I'm always wrapping up by telling people, be the boss. And uh, so I know that this is something that you're passionate about and, uh, you know, where uh, you're even calling your podcast, Be Your Own Boss. And so, you know, it's one thing for me to say that at the end of the episode, to say, be the boss, but because of your approach, you know, let me just ask you, how does one go about being their own boss? Give me, give us some ideas. Uh, Give us kind of an idea of some of the stuff that you'll be talking about. The beauty of it is anybody can be their own boss. You have to have the drive and the motivation to do it. You don't have a boss telling you to get up. You don't have those driving factors that being an employee would. Being your own boss is very rewarding and incredibly freeing. It, it's amazing. The people that have gotten into the gig work and have done really well, I mean, you don't have, they don't have to put their kids in childcare. I, I can go on and on of the opportunities it provides. But with that comes the cost. Like you said, these companies, they don't really tell you of all your rights and keep you aware. And they use the psychology of things to manipulate. And that's where people like you and I and other creators and other people out there come into play to inform this huge number revolving door of people that are coming into this industry for whatever reasons. Yeah, I think there are, you know, some fantastic opportunities, but you know, that uh, people don't realize, I think the opportunities that they're leaving behind when they take that employee mentality Give us maybe some ideas, some different things that, because uh, you've had some suggestions on some of the different platforms or something like that, maybe some examples of ways that people can take a little bit more control over what they're doing. Yeah, so let me use some examples with the different gig apps and platforms, especially for those that may have never got into gig work. You get in, you sign up, most people think that, okay, ride share, I'm just going to log in, I'm going to drive and wherever the rides take me. What happens when you end up, on the other side of town an hour away at the end of your shift and you have to drive all the way back. Not only is that time that you, you aren't really accounting for, but it's mileage, mileage that you're racking up on your car. Day in and day out, that adds up. Think about a year's time of doing that. People don't think about that. You don't really track those things. That's the other part. There's a lot of things as a business owner that you need to track and be aware of that people just don't as employees. And that they, I mean, it's they're a year into it and it comes tax time. They're like, Oh, I got to file my own tax. Oh, and they get hit with a huge tax bill that they actually could have really minimized and paid very little on had they been tracking, you know, mileage and expenses and, and things that people are unaware of. Mm-hmm. The other one is the choices that we make. For example, any one of the food delivery platforms, they have different setups. And when the offer comes through the contract, some give 
a lot of information can give very little information and they give different information. You then have to decode and decipher and figure out, is this contract that I'm about to agree to, is this, is this going to be profitable? Does this make sense for me? And back to the food delivery, you really want to have a peak time of lunch, say 10.30 to 1.30 at best, three hours. And at dinner time, we'll say 4.30 to 8.30 at best. That's seven hours in two to seven spots that you need to maximize your time. And there's a lot of things that could really trip you up and screw you over where you're making seven, $8 an hour's time. And if that happens enough, using your own vehicle, that really adds up and it crushes people and it leads to a lot of failure. And that actually is the most common thing that's going on. That's why you see a lot of people trashing gig work is because they're working with an employee mindset, not like independent contractors. Right. You know, I'm amazed how many people are, are surprised when they've uh, run the wheels off their car and it's like, oh, my car wore out. And it's like, who knew, you know? And uh, so, yeah, you know, when you're having people think about all of those factors and, uh, and, and considering all of that, because how many, how many times do you get this great looking offer and, and they're driving so many miles that they're losing money at it? Absolutely. It's, there's so many little nuances and things that people really don't think about. And that's where on my YouTube channel, I get to put out so much content and not only just me talking, but me showing and sharing screenshots of, of pictures, screen shares, and really getting into great detail on how to go about making these decisions. Cause again, there's, there's a lot of nuances and there isn't just any right way. Everything is situational and back to all of our situations why you're doing it, why I'm doing it, how much money you need to make, how much money I need to make, what market, you're in Denver market, I'm in Phoenix, completely different. Mm -hmm. There's so many factors that go into that. It, it's amazing. And then back to what you're talking about, the expense. Let's just talk about a common one, tires. What does it cost for four new tires? Right, we'll just say what, 600 bucks? Yeah, probably. that sounds about right. How many people, how many gig workers have $600 sitting in the bank where they can go replace their tires when it's time? Right. Not very many. Right. And then we talk about a bigger expense, right? Like say, say the timing belt. Yeah, there's just, I mean, the list, how many things can we bring up? Yep. It, it, think about it. You have a really big, and if you're putting, and to give a shit a little light on my first year doing gig work as a Lyft driver, I put 75,000 miles on a brand new car. Mm. 75,000 in one year. What does that do to the value of that car? Man, it's way down. But me being such a numbers guy, before I even got that car, I was making money, making enough that it made sense. When sure. I got it, I was like, okay, this makes sense for me to get into this car. And that's the other thing where I, I'm able to help and coach and consult people is the decision making on, on where, what they should do. Should you rent a car? Should you own a car? Should you get a beater? There, again, there's so many decisions being your own boss that do make it tough. You, anyone could be their own boss, but there's a lot that comes with that. And that's where people like you and I, again, come into play and in helping people make better decisions. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about making good business decisions because you're, Courier Nation, you're business owners, you know, and uh, sometimes you maybe didn't plan to be. And sometimes I've called it the accidental business owner, but uh, guys, it's, uh, it's so important that you think like a business owner. Um, Jake, I'm going to have, uh, when, when are you planning on launching your podcast? Can you tell us about that? I'm not sure if you told us that earlier or if I just missed it. No, I didn't get a chance. That will be Thursday, August 29th. I will be putting them out weekly, barring any unforeseen circumstances or sure. anything, but I'm going to put out weekly and different topics. 
and at some points I'll have people like yourself on um, the podcast. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity to come and uh, talk to your audience as well. Uh, so, folks, I'll have uh, um, on the entrecourier.com website, I will have a link once everything is up and running for that as well. And uh, just remember, you, know, you want to look for the Be Your Own Boss podcast. And I believe you're going to have that all on iTunes and Spotify and all those major podcast sites. Yep. I'm on all the majors and then my YouTube channel as well. And yep. Patreon group that will be in there. They will actually get first access. They will be uploaded there and everything on there is ad free. Yep. I do want to touch on that. What is the Patreon group is no obligation. That is just another avenue for people that really want to connect more with myself outside of YouTube and my email as well as other like-minded independent contractors and gig workers. It's, yeah. it's an amazing community, but again, it, it's no obligation. It's just another resource for people. I have tons of free content on YouTube and my email is always open yeah. to anyone and everyone. Yeah. So folks look for J gig coach Jake on YouTube and, he, and he'll have, you know, announcements too as, as, uh, as he's ready to go live and, uh, you know, so you'll be able to kind of follow him there and know when the podcast is going and, and go check out his videos. He's, he's got some great information that, uh, that are just incredibly invaluable. And uh, Jake, I want to thank you for uh, joining us today and uh, uh, appreciate you being on the podcast and, and wish you the best of luck with, the, uh, with your new podcast and, and with your community and everything else. And, and thank you for the way that you're helping our community out. Ron, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And things like this only help me be able to reach out and help more people. Thank yeah. you. And that's, that's what we want to do. We just, you know, we want to spread the word, help you guys take control of your lives, run your own business, but mostly just, you know, so that you all can be in control. And, and Jake is a great resource for doing that. Thanks again, Jake. Thanks, Ron. You bet. So what did you think, Courier Nation? You know, that's the first time I've ever done an interview like that. So I, I hope it came off okay. I definitely want to give a big shout out and thank you to Gig Coach Jake for being gracious enough and patient enough to come on this program. So go check him out. You can find him by searching for Gig Coach Jake over at YouTube. You can go to his website, gigcoachjake.com. And I've got links to those in the show notes, as well as a link to his Patreon community if you want to check that out as well. Thank you so much for coming by today. And next week, let's get back into talking about some of the different gig companies and getting an overview. This time, let's get into Grubhub. Uh, last week in episode 33, we talked about Postmates. So let's, let's give Grubhub the same treatment here. How about that? Courier Nation, you can check out our daily business tips of the day over at YouTube or on Instagram. Every weekday, we put out a brief about one and a half minute clip that's just got a different business idea, a different business tip for professionals who are delivering for gig apps like Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats, as well as so many of the others. Go look for us on those sites. Look for the uh, username Entree Courier. You can check out our website, entrecourier.com, or you can listen to any of our podcast episodes at deliveronyourbusiness.com. Go check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. You know, saying that I was on iTunes just sounded so much more cool, but I'll get over it eventually. Can I ask a favor of you, Courier Nation? 
only, and I mean only if the information we put up on the website or our podcast or social media provide any help to you at all. And thinking like a business owner and getting success ideas, tips, tricks to help you successfully operate your delivery business, if we do that, if we've earned the right to ask this, then I'll ask it. Could you spread the word? If you know other people that are doing deliveries, tell them about us and uh, share us on social media. Leave a review at I, I mean um, Apple Podcasts, and all of that will help us get found. And if more people can find us, we can help more people take control of their business. And finally, Courier Nation. You know, dang, I should have thought of this back when I had him on here because I could have had Jake do this closing here. He'd have been good at that, and that would have been kind of cool, right? I have to remember that with my next guest. Courier Nation, take control of your business and your life. Go and be the boss. Be the boss.